0: of the pod and part three of the Manifest Your Dream Life series. We're very excited. This is the wrap up. This is kind of closing up the the Manifest Your Dream Life series. It's been a vibe and it's been really fun to teach because I just love this shit. So we love it. Um, She's been super productive this morning. I've cleaned the whole house. I've done groceries. We love it. Now I'm just doing a little bit of obviously this potty and just got a couple other things to do for the day and we're just loving it. We're productive. So that's good. Um, three things that I am grateful for would just be, um, myself at the moment, my goals. And the third thing would be, uh, a clean house. (laughs) So they're my three quick, easy ones. Um, but I wanted to just get straight into the topic of today. So obviously, we're, we're in the Manifest Your Dream Life series. We've done uh, part one was getting clear. Part two was reverse engineering and, t- and doing what's required of you and an, taking action. Um, and then part three is trust and stay tapped in. So even in that conversation of like the masculine feminine stuff, like Obviously part one is like the getting clear, it's the visualizing, it's all the good stuff, it's the feminine. Part two is very masculine, like I was saying, where it's like, it's the reverse engineering, it's the steps required and then it's doing what is required of you. And then I would say part three is a really nice balance of both. Okay, so it's like trust and receiving, but it's also still showing up and doing what's required of you. And this is like, I think... You know, obviously it's all fun and games to do, like, say part one, where you're getting clear and you're visualising and you're doing the vision board and stuff like that. That's fun and that's easy, you know. Part two, you know, less people do part two because they don't think that they can get their dreams, you know, or they're just coming up with reasons why they can't do what they want to do or whatever it is you know, so, but maybe some people do, they've still got that momentum, that excitement, so they do do the thing that they're wanting to do, and they do what's required of them, I would say the least amount of people get through this phase of trusting and staying tapped in, Um, so there's a couple things I want to speak to in terms of trust and staying tapped in, so, you know, there's managing state, There's trusting that what comes up for you is meant to come up and I just want to speak a little bit, I guess, more about managing state and things like that. So obviously managing state is something I talk about a little bit and for a reason because it ties into my manifestation process and I think it's just really pivotal. So I guess where I want to start with this is when you're, the way I like to see it, the way it works in my brain, I do see manifesting from quite a scientific kind of lens. Um, I'm a little bit of a nerd and it's like, it's more like the spiritual science, I suppose. And you know, if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza, he's my guy. I love the way that he teaches. He's very into like neuroscience. He's very into like quantum physics, all the things. And that's my jam. That's the way I like to understand it. So anyway, So I really do believe that in part one, you know, when you're getting clear and things like that, and when you're visualizing, you know, we're visualizing what is actually available to us. We're visualizing what is available to us in another realm. And I know that sounds crazy. Like I know that it sounds like the Marvel multiverse or whatever, but it is a really, really interesting concept that there's multiple timelines that are available to us. And we exist in multiple timelines. And I'm not going to dig into it because I'm no quantum physicist over here. It's just the way I like to see it. It's the way I like to understand it. And it's enough of a reason for me. So I believe that when we're getting clear and when we're visualizing, when there's things that we actually desire and feel a bit of a pull towards, it's because we're already experiencing it in another timeline. I believe it's because we're already experiencing it in another timeline and that excites me and that makes sense to me like we're not out here like i always say we're not out here desiring to be the queen of england we're not out here desiring to be like olympic pole vaulter or name your thing like it's we're actually desiring what is 100% available to us it's just that our current mental constructs and conditioning don't deem it as possible but we're like we actually have all of this available to us and a higher consciousness available to us that we can access we've just got to listen to it. And that's, we've kind of also been conditioned not to listen to it because, you know, when you're a child and I shared a really, like a funny, not a funny reel, I shared a reel a while ago and the reel started and it was me being, I was like three or four years old at the beach and I was like swinging my arms around, having a good old time, like being a little weirdo. And, um, you know, when I was three or four years old, at the beach dancing and swinging my arms around and marching like a little weirdo. I I never questioned that. It's just what I wanted to do. It felt good for me. So I did it, you know, whereas you kind of start to go to school and you get told when you go to the toilet and you get told when you eat and act like this and this is what makes you a good student and, you know, all the things and you start to listen to that more and like the constructs more than you do actually just what you want to do right? So I believe that when you're desiring something, when you're visualizing something, when there's something you want, it's because it's available to you and it's, it's there if you want it, right? So obviously that was part one. Part two is taking the steps required and things like that. That's you actually figuring out, okay, how do I know actually to get there? You know, how do I take this from just a mere vision to an actual plan? And then part three is like, it's where you're waiting for it to actually kind of, I guess, manifest. Like you've done what's required of you. You've done your part and now you're waiting for the penny to drop. You're waiting to actually get to that timeline. You're waiting to actually experience the thing that you're visualizing and that you're thinking about and that you want and and all the things. So obviously an element of trust is required here. It's trusting that it's gonna come and you're on your way and you're on the path and it's gonna happen for you even though you don't have any evidence right now showing you that you've got to trust we're so used to kind of basing everything off of what we know right we're so used to that so obviously we're looking for reasons of how it How it's not, I guess, here or why it doesn't make sense and things like that. But you've got to understand you're manifesting something new. And you're not going to have the evidence until it's there. But you've got to trust that it's going to happen. You know, you've got to trust that it's going to happen for you. There's always going to be an element of uncertainty, of not knowing. And you've got to be able to hold yourself through that. That's a massive part. Don't let the lack of evidence be the reason you tap out. Because you never know, like... You know, you never know. You never know. And a good example of this is just obviously um, when Lockie and I were looking for a house up here, and it was such a struggle. And like I've said before, there was like a 1% chance of getting a rental on the Gold Coast at the time that we were looking. And it was just rejection after rejection. We couldn't find what we wanted, you know, and it was hard. And we were running out of options. Like, we were running out of options fast and but when we finally got the place it was like oh this makes so much sense this is exactly what we were meant to have you know so you just don't know you've got to trust you've got to hold on you've got to keep showing up because you just don't know that the next thing or the thing after the next thing or the four things after the next thing you know you just don't know that it that it's not there but if you give up it's definitely not happening for you. Okay, so there's a couple things I want to talk to. Obviously, there's the feminine like element of trust. Just trust. Just trust. And you don't know what's around the corner. But you've got to trust that uncertainty. You know, even though parts of your brain and body are going to want to resist that because we like predictability and we like certainty and we like to be able to know what's going to happen for us, you've got to stay tapped in. Um, and the next thing I want to speak to is, <clears throat> pardon me, it is managing state. So like I said, you know, when you're desiring, when you're visualizing, when you're seeing what you want, you're accessing different timelines, right? That's the way I see it. That's the way it works for me. That's the way it makes sense to me. That's the way I like to view manifestation is from a very sciencey realm, right? Apologies, there is a loud helicopter flying over our house um pardon me so obviously to be tapped into this part of yourself to be tapped into creation to be tapped into you know accessing higher consciousness and trust and the feelings of receiving and all the things you've got to be in the state to do so and I believe that we have two states where it's like we have the state of fear and we have the state of love. And another really good way, I guess, to look at it is the window of tolerance. So the window of tolerance is like when you're in your window of tolerance, everything feels good. Everything feels nice. We're happy days. We're regulated. We're just living like you're happy, right? And then there might be things that come along that pull you out of your window of tolerance. And there's two kind of types of people. Either myself personally, I go into like a hyper aroused state. So that's where I'm like overwhelmed, anxious, stress, those kind of things. Where other people might go into more of a hypo where they're like um, numb, more like on the depressed scale, more don't want to do anything, procrastinating, that sort of thing, right? There's going to be things that come along especially when you're pushing edges and when you're doing things that are uncomfortable and you're putting energy like you're putting energy into growing and you're putting energy into changing your situation and you're you're actually stretching yourself, right? You're stretching yourself out of what you know to be comfortable right now. You're going to you're going to get pulled out of that window of tolerance. You're going to be pulled out. But what I need you to do in those moments is become aware of what you're going into. Like my kind of reactivity pattern is overwhelm. It's overwhelm and stress. I just get this overwhelmed feeling. I can get a bit anxious. I can get a bit stressy. That's just the way that I will kind of resort into. Um, and I just have to become aware of myself in those moments. and be like, oh, I'm getting a little bit dysregulated. And knowing that when I get pulled out of my window of tolerance... I'm no longer accessing the parts of my brain and my mind and consciousness that I wanna be accessing because once you're pulled out of that state, you're in more of a fear state, you're in more of a looking for problems, looking for dangers, looking for what could go wrong, you know, more of a, um, like, not a creation, I can't think of the other word, like reserving energy, reserving things for yourself, like, you know, protective mode right and when you're in that mode you're not really in the in the mindset of like oh let's push our edges oh let's do this edgy thing oh let's do this thing that scares us like you're just not in that mindset to go out looking for things and you're not in the mindset to access that higher consciousness and you're not in the mindset to trust right so you've got to be able to witness and observe yourself when you get pulled out of that window of tolerance and when you start to get into your reactivity pattern whatever it might be get yourself back, right? Stay tapped in because that's, what's going to tap you out. When you get in that fear state is going to tap you out because all of a sudden you're going to be in reserve mode, reserve energy, conserve, conserve. That was the one I was looking for. Conservative mode. <laughs> um, So, you know, for me personally, it's meditating, it's breath work, it is journaling. They're three things that really work well for me. Um, In terms of breath work, just quickly, it's a really interesting, I actually learnt breath work, a practice off of my um, psychologist. So I went to a psychologist when I was really stressed moving up here and I was just, it was very manifesting physiologically in heart palpitations, high heart rate, not sleeping, lots of different things and I was very anxious and very stressed so I went to a psychologist and she explained breath work to me and in terms of basically we have a part of our brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is basically what turns on your fight or flight right and when your fight or flight is on you've got higher heart rate higher um respiratory rate because obviously your heart needs to pump faster to get more blood to your muscles your legs and things like that so that you could run away from a potential threat that's the way our mind works that's the way we don't like when we perceive a threat in our brain it's not like okay i can see that actually your perceived threat is i don't know let's for example you don't have a house yet you know, that's actually not going to kill you. So that's fine. Our brain doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like, oh, okay. Yes, I can see that there is a line in that, you know, behind that tree, but it also might not be, you know, it doesn't play in that realm. It's like, oh, threat. We need to do what we can to get away from that because that might kill us. And that's obviously very strong. That's how we've stayed alive. That's how the human species has stayed alive for so long because we have that drive every animal has that drive, right, so anyway, the amygdala is responsible for turning your fight or flight on, right, and I had a threat in my mind, it was like not having a house, and it was stressful for me, and my, I was in my fight or flight, right, and basically, when you've got your higher blood pressure, your higher respiratory rate, things like that, if you can control your breath, you can control your blood pressure, you know, in terms of Obviously, the heart is pumping around oxygen, right? If you're limiting oxygen in terms of your breathing slower, the heart has to beat slower. And then when the heart's beating slower, it's actually communicating back to your brain, oh, there mustn't be a threat. And it can, it can flick off your fight, fight or flight. <laughs> I'm imagining like a light switch, which I'm not sure it quite works like that. But anyway, so I find work a really great tool and I just wanted to share that. Um, for just relaxing for a second and bringing yourself back into your window of tolerance so that you can start thinking clearly again. You can start problem solving. You can lean back into that trust. You can lean back into that state of creation and things like that. It really, really is important to manage your state in this process so that you can stay tapped in. Um, And I think just my a second point or third point I don't know where I'm up to in this um of this phase of manifesting is trusting that everything that is coming up is what is meant to oh the um sorry guys the um outro was playing again I've obviously been rambling a little bit today um so the th- last thing I want to speak to is And I think the best way I'm going to explain this, I'm just going to try explain it in the way that makes sense in my brain. And I can't guarantee that it's going to make sense to you, but we're just going to go for it. So obviously, like I said, I believe that when you desire something, you're accessing a timeline that already exists for you, right? That already exists in another realm, in another timeline, like you are existing in that timeline um, on a quantum level, I suppose. And when you are manifesting something and when you are doing what is required, you're putting yourself on the path to getting to that timeline, right? And it's nearly like, like you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's like atoms are magnetizing to each other, right? You put yourself on the wavelength and you're being magnetized to where you want to go. Another really good example I've heard before is like the frequency conversation where it's like if you can match the frequency of where you wanna go, it's like tuning into a radio station. So say you're gonna laugh if you're from back home because our radio um, is 104.9. So if, imagine that the thing you want is the, the, what's it called, like the frequency, the, I don't know what you call the actual radio frequency things, but it's 104.9, right? and you're starting to to get your frequency and get that. I wish I knew what it was called. Um, you're tuning into 104.9, right? But there's a bit of a delay, but you're the, they're about to meet. The frequencies are about to meet, right? You're being magnetized to this thing. You've got to trust that everything that comes up for you was meant to come up for you in the path of you getting where you're meant to be. And this is huge because I think hard things come up for people and people think, nah, I'm out, it's obviously not meant to be, I can't do this, look, this is exactly why I can't do it, so a reason might be like, you're ready to invest in something, and you've just invested a little bit of money into something, and then bam, a big electricity bill comes up, or something comes up, and you're like, nah, I can't do this, right, this obviously is bad time, this obviously isn't meant to be, but what if actually, this is exactly what's meant to happen and this is exactly what you're meant to get over and get through on the path to where you need to go, right? You're on the path and this is what was meant to come up. You know, that just changes the game and that's something personally I've been kind of, a lot has come up for me in the last couple of weeks. Big things that would usually really, really rock me and I've just been like, you know what? This is obviously what needed to come up. You know, if I said I wanted to get here, if I said I wanted to manifest this thing and I want to get to this sort of reality and I'm tuning into it and I'm making the decisions and I'm on the path and I'm being magnetized to it, right? Imagine like you've got something and it's you're being magnetized to it, right? You're being magnetized, you're being pulled to it and there's little obstacles along the path. You can either keep going and like get over the obstacle and keep going or you can get to the obstacle, stop, tap out And then lose your attraction to that thing because all of a sudden you're in the fear state and you've tapped out of that timeline and you're like, no, that's not meant for me. It's still here and it's still waiting for you. And it might, a year might pass and then you get back on that that path, there's going to be another obstacle again. You know, so what if it's actually what was required of you to get through, you know, and that everything that's coming up for you is actually on the path for where you need to go because you're being magnetized to where you want to be, right? What if, what if? So they would probably be my biggest things in terms of this phase of, you know, manifesting and things like that is you've got to trust, you've got to manage your state and stay tapped in, You've got to stay in that positive mindset where it's like where you're ruthless, where you are ruthless, you know, where you trust that it's happening and that everything that's coming up is exactly what's meant to come up for you to get where you want to go. Maybe there's a lesson you needed to learn. You know, maybe there was something that you needed to learn, like you needed to create some evidence to make a belief, right? Maybe that really expensive electricity bill that has come up, is there to show you that you can pay for that and you can cover that and still do what you want. And to have that belief means you get to where you want to be, where you create the evidence that you want, right? And create the reality. Because, you know, I've said this, you know, a lot where it's like, you know, our reality is a reflection of our beliefs because that's how we that's how we filter the world. We have a cognitive bias to filter all the stimulus, right? When, when we're receiving 1% of the world like we're receiving just one percent of it because there's a lot of stimuli there's a lot going on that we don't see because it's too much so our brain filters it and it filters it based off our beliefs and based off of our experience and based what's going to make sense to us right and so beliefs obviously reflect our reality reflects our beliefs right and we create beliefs through evidence You create evidence and then a belief is formed, right? So say you have a belief, I'm not good enough. Maybe that happened because you didn't win certain awards at school. So you formed a belief that you're not good enough and now you're seeing a reality where you're not good enough, right? So it's a reflection of your beliefs. And so maybe that thing that's come up on the way is an opportunity for you to create evidence, to form a new belief, to receive that reality that you want to experience, you know, what if you moved with that faith and that trust and just kept going? So anyway, that's the way I like to see it. I feel like this is a really, really, really amazing episode, if I do say so myself. There's a lot of golden little nuggets in there and just this is the way I do it. This is the way I love to do it and it's the way that makes sense to me. Everyone's different. Some people like more of like... um, a spiritual realm things like that it's whatever works for you this is just what works for me and i wanted to share what works for me and how i like to see it um i could even go into the whole conversation where like there's the universe conversation i actually believe we are the universe that's a whole other thing won't go into it but i like just the sciencey neuroscience quantum physics that kind of stuff it's my gem it's the way i like to see the world it's the way the world makes sense to me and it's the way i like to do manifesting so I'm really excited for you guys. I really hope that you've taken this on board and you're getting really clear on what it is you want, doing what is required of you ruthlessly, ruthlessly, feeling the pull, feeling connected, right? Feeling connected to that higher version of you that's working with you, right? That higher intelligence that's working with you, right? That everything that's coming up is you being magnetized to where you need to be. Every little download you have, every little idea you have, every little synchronicity is you working with that higher version of yourself and it's you being magnetized there. So anyway, move with that. I'm really excited for you. Go out there, manifest your dream life, live your dream life, can be bigger than you ever imagined, it can be unreal, it can be amazing, you can have everything you desire you don't need to sacrifice anything, you don't need to live a life that's anything less than unreal, that's my core belief and that's what I truly believe is available for you, so go out there and do the thing, I'm excited for you, let's do it together, let's make the world a better place because everyone's happier and it's just a vibe, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Three things I am excited for. Lucky and I are going to watch the sunset tonight up on Mount Tambourine, which is like in the hinterlands behind the Gold Coast. It's a really like a bit of an iconic spot to go watch the sunset. So we're going to watch the sunset there and have some cheese and crackers um, vibe. Second thing I'm excited for is my lunch this week. I'm making a bit of a fancy stew situation. Um, So that'll be nice. And the third thing that I'm excited for... Oh, I'm actually a little bit excited for a bit of rain. It's been like, I feel like anyone from down south is going to be cursing me right now, but it's been sunny like every day and I kind of miss the sound of rain on the roof. So I'm excited for that. Um, and we'll wrap it up there. Definitely urge you to think about three things you're grateful for. This is a very good way to get on a good wavelength is to gratitude and excitement, guys. Um, so definitely urge you to do that. Otherwise, I will be back next week. I have had a few recommendations for a couple potties, so I'm going to work on them. If you have any recos, also, um, like, requests, things that you would like to hear, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm more than happy to hear what what you would like to hear. Um, But, yeah, anyway, we will wrap it up there. Um, I hope everyone has a great day, whatever it is for you. Holly is jumping on the door. She's ready to wrap it up. So, Um, yeah, I'll be back in the news next week. Oh, oh, oh,